0: Let me see. Of the hearing and what's hearing it. Because it happens very fast, yeah? And this is one of the things I saw when I first started going to satsangs. That, that stubborn persistence of, of, the, of the self applying itself to the thing. So like hearing the message of you are a lion becomes, you can become like a lion. Because there's the stubbornness with the identification. Being this sense of Paul is very firmly rooted in a way. And whatever the conscious contact is bringing about, the mental process is arising and claiming it with its story that you're the one that's hearing the message, yes? So the one that you are is immune to the message. Yeah. The message becomes something to fit to the one, the one doesn't fit to the message. Yeah. And it happens very quickly. And if that isn't addressed, and if you don't see that, then there's not going to be any seeing along the line. Because you'll have spurts of seeing, like realizations, but the basic format will be looking self-centeredly. Yeah? So, and there'll be like an acquisition and a, and a gathering of realizations, as if, if I got enough, it would add up to something, but it won't add up to anything. Just, you'll just be like, you'll have a large spiritual mantle with a lot of spiritual heads on it, yes? And You'll have epiphanies and, you know, whatever. But there's no radical shift yet, because the template's the same. And the template's being applied quicker than you know. Yeah. So the hearing isn't so much what you hear, but how it's heard. Yeah. By looking at how it's heard, then you'll hear the message in almost everything. Yeah? You won't it was doesn't have to be said in these words. You'll hear the message in almost anything. Yeah? When you see that. This you won't even hear it in the message. Yeah? The mental state will make it something. It won't be the message. I mean I have done talks where I was sitting where Tanya was, someone was there, and I spoke for about an hour about let's say addiction. And the first question was, "Can you talk about addiction?" I was going, "What? Does, what happened?" I was just talking about addiction to self for an hour, and yet there was no recognition of the basic topic. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? You know, so it's like it's more important, like, to be an ear doctor. You want to see how it's being heard, and then question that setup. Because it, then the specificity, specificness of the words aren't important anymore. You'll start listening in a different way. You'll sense it, yeah, sort of like that intuitiveness, You're, what you call a resonation or a, a sense, or to me, an unspoken yes echoing. That's the message. Yeah, the words are just words. Yeah, but the message is more based on what's the what's the the hearer. Yeah, so. After you get the ear exam and you realize you're not a sheep, then the message of you're a lion stays just like that. You're a lion. And then what happens is, what happens when you're a lion and then all the sheep story breaks down? Without the sheep rampaging and knocking it down, there's, there's no sheep at all. And all these things that seem so solid, they get deflated just naturally, yeah? And it's, I, you get the message. I'm a lion. Yeah? All right. Great. Yeah? That's that. Yeah? Okay. Now I can entertain here. Because there's a presence. There's a sense of something going on. And it's pretty nice. So I'm going to sit here. And the irrigation is happening. And I sort of like the water moving through. And I'm just going to get irrigated in a way. It's a nice word, eh? I'm irrigated. Get irrigated. <laughs> what the hell's that? Yeah? You're pretty dry. You're a pretty dry field, and you got a little lot, a lot, a lot of hidden pockets that has not seen the light of day for quite a while. It's amazing what a little what a, what a sanitizing effect light has. Yeah. <laughs> A lot shit that grows in the darkness dies immediately at the appearance of light, and there's never a disappearance of light. There's always something obstructing it, let's say, but it never disappears. Yes? It never disappears. It, this, it's so funny because the way we're set up, let's say if you're in this mental room of self-centeredness, which is like a mental room, and you have maybe little cutouts that you call your windows or points of view that you look out into the light, but they're very defined. Yeah? Some rooms only have one light, one wall, you know, or a little little portal, so that the size of it determines seemingly how much light. And then it only takes a five cent paper shade to block off this unbelievable power. Yeah, you know, just five cent shade pulled down it will seem as if there's no light. It will seem as if there's no light. If that shade goes up, the light floods in. It wasn't like you had a ship light, it's there, you know, like that. And obviously, darkness is only the unapparent of, of light, really. Light isn't being noticed, so that's darkness. So in mental state, that would be called ignorance. So there's an ignoring of what's so by our preoccupation with what's not so. It's fucking very simple. The antidote to remembrance is forgetting. So if self has to be remembered, then what's the best antidote? Forgetting self. Some people have activities they love so much that when they do it, it's pretty much guaranteed they'll be the forgetting of self. Like, for me, it was going in the water, other people, other things, painting or doing this, yes? It's pretty much guaranteed, it's got a good batting average, that when I'm participating in that event, I'm not in. I'm not obsessed with self, I'm not up the ass of self, Yeah. I found a divine practologist who pulled me out, but then I think it's them that's doing it, which is another mistake, because you're not finding something in the surfing, you're bringing something to the surfing. The surfing sort of elicits something that's already there. It brings it out, yes? But it's not out that, and you bring it in. Everything just brings it out. We have it all asked backwards. We're thinking something, we're bringing it in, but it's all being brought out, you know? Like for me, I found that better qualities are brought out from me when I'm identified with something bigger than myself. So when I got involved in the AA community, I became a lot more uh, helpful, not because of me, but because AA. I felt, AA, man, I have a lot of gratitude towards this program because it seemed to take me out of hell and I'm gonna do service in AA to help provide that service to other people who are in hell, seemingly in hell. Yeah? Now I would never have come up with that myself. It was all about me, but it started becoming all about AA and that brought out the best in me. Yes? Being identified with something bigger than me. Well, you are something bigger than you. <laughs> you are something you are nothing bigger than you but let's say it's a something you are already and when that becomes the dominant, it's going to bring stuff out of you you may not have even known you had the longest relationship I've ever been in is the one I'm in now because it's been brought out of me yeah because of what I'm more an individual by not being an individual more quirkiness has been brought out of me because it's not me yes so it's just you'll just see it. You'll find stuff out that you can't get by reading every book about it. It's so much different when it's actually happening through you than if when you're reading if, when you're reading about it happening through someone else. It's so much different when it's happening through you and much more rewarding. Yeah, I love let's say Guru Nanak and everyone else, but I want you know let it be brought out of me. Yeah, you know, I, I, oh yeah, it was brought out of Buddha or it was brought out of Jesus, but the same possibilities available. Yeah, and why get lost? Let's why get a like I was saying out there. This is the thing I have a problem about. Let's say books. Books is like a report about the storm. To me, a live meaning is like the lightning blast. Yeah, I much rather the lightning of of spontaneity of the sense of presence than to read about the sense of presence. Yeah? It does so much more for me than a book. Yeah? A little bit of satsang goes a long, long way. Like my friend said, one of the greatest pieces of ice is, hey, if you want to be a saint, hang out with saints. If you want to be a sinner, hang out with sinners. It's the association of, with truth. That's what satsang is. So like you were saying, my friend back there says, what he does is he sits around someone who's certain, and the certainty becomes contagious. Yeah? You know what I mean? So, if you're in a room here and seemingly one person is in the certainty, it's contagious for the whole room. Because we all know already. Some of us are just acting like we don't know. Yeah? <laughs> now, someone may have given up acting like they don't know, and therefore it's just spreading because we all know already. Yeah? We have a prior knowledge of our innate state, it's not an acquired knowledge. The acquired knowledge is about what we're not. See? We learn about what we're not because you can learn about what you're not. Because it's you're not that. You're the seeing of it. You're the subject of the subject. You know? That topic of freedom, you are the freedom. Yeah? You're not going to acquire the freedom. You're going to see that you never relinquished any freedom, basically. Yeah? By being, by, all the bets are off when you're not what you're thinking you are. Your whole system of receiving and expressing that that small aperture you're living by is totally predicated on the idea of being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Once that is seen not to be true, the fallout is unbelievable. Like the one tree <laughs> knocks down a lot of trees. And then you have the space, unencumbered by all these things blocking your view, you're seeing clearly now. Now everything arises and then departs, everything comes to go, all this stuff, and yet what's seeing it never comes and goes. Not, what seeing it has never arrived or ever left. You become the stability that you've been seeking for in these unstable conditions. You are the stability, but not as a condition. Yeah. It goes a long way to allow you to travel lighter here because you are going to be in the experience of traveling lighter. The experiential level isn't all about light. It's about body. You're having an experience of the body. You're having the experience of other things. You're having experiences of emotions and feelings and stuff like that. That's the data that's the, uh, of life, yeah? But you're not an experience, yeah? You are not even a state. You're prior to states. You're so beyond what's going on, yeah, that what's going on can only happen because of it. Bring it in, let it come in. You don't even bring it in. It has nothing to do with you. You don't, know, oh, if I don't whistle, it won't come. The whistle is forever. It's, it's already here before you even showed up. Or you just relinquish the ghost of self, and voila, there it is. And then it becomes tactile. You sense it. It doesn't matter if you know you're not a self, it matters if you sense you're not a self. It's a tactile feeling, it's a substantiality with no weight. It's a huge something with no thing. Yeah? It's so dominating, yet light as a feather. Yeah? You can just live in paradox around it, because it doesn't make any sense if you try to stuff it through this understanding. We have this horizontal understanding. It can only be known vertically, in a way, through grace, as we were saying. Yes? You carry the ball as far as you can, which is coming to a meeting like this. You put it down, and the grace appears and carries you the rest of the way. It's not a thing, grace. It's just, it's just. A, we're just trying to intimate something that can't be intimated. Even the great Master Ramana Hanshi, if you follow what he says, he says, you can do all the inquiry you want, but there'll be a point where it stops. You put the ball down, and something else picks it up and goes the rest of the way. Yeah? that's grace now you feel like it's outside yourself it's bubbling right where you are you are the grace that that receives the grace yes yeah didn't have a nice Saturday you know what I mean you're defined by it somewhat here why not have a nice one Seems to be drawn out a little too long for me, especially these talks. <laughs> but I can't do anything about it. This is when I see I've got to pay the piper, you know. So I keep on talking, but it seems a little drawn out, it seems a little bit pointless, you know, but whatever. <laughs> this is how it seems to be. And you know, the Saturday's going to go, and there'll be the feeling of time. And so wouldn't it be nice if you could travel lighter through it all? You know. Not travelling heavy with the hopes of a peak experience, but just maybe a boring type of surrender, you know. It's not so dramatic. You're not on the cliff with the wind blowing your hair, with your ex girlfriend seeing you give up the ghost. You just you're just giving up the ghost, you know, and no one notices it or recognizes it you're just walking in a much calmer, relaxed manner all day. Yes? You know what I mean? You don't have a button. I'm awake or whatever. You know, I'm on on my way to awakeness. It it doesn't, you know... If someone looked at my reading material, they'd be aghast the what I read. You know, Yankee blogs, you know. I don't care about spiritual shit. (laughs) Certain people I like because they remind me they have... It's all. It's a huge challenge to try to put words to this. And some of them did a damn good job. To me, Hawaiian Poe's description of mine is as, probably as close as you can get when he talks about the brilliance of it and all like that. It's just a beautiful paragraph. And that there's a person who can't do it trying his best, you know? But what's intimated when you read it is just monumental. It's like a huge download. You can... It's got more weight than 500 books up to. Just one paragraph or a simple statement that what's perceiving cannot be perceived. What an incredible gift. What an incredible gift to have someone with great concern, even if it didn't look like it, tell you that. Hey, what's perceiving cannot perceive. You are not the perceiver. I am seeing you as a thing. That thing is not perceiving. Don't, you know, that can, that can clear up so many uh, future mistakes just by holding on to that statement. Or, what's looking is what you're looking for. That saves you a lot of shopping, yeah? What's looking is what you're looking for. Oh, thank you so fucking much, man. Because <laughs> I was looking for it quite a lot. And you just cleared it all up for me. What's looking? All right, far out. Thank you. You know, very succinct, very beautiful statements, just to relieve us of this one quantity or quality of living here, which is time. You know, free us from the burden of time. Because what time, what happens when you get yourself in a good physical condition? You've got to maintain it usually, yeah. Or you get yourself <laughs> a good emotional condition by listening to beautiful music and using you know, scented oils, and now you feel really placid and calm, but you got to take another bath the next night with the same oils, And you know? It just seems to be a lot of vigilance, a lot of maintenance, doesn't it? You try to get a perfect condition, and you want to try to stabilize it, but it's just unruly, you know? Too many variables can enter and fuck up the whole cook, you know, the whole cake. Too many people are opening up the oven, and it just flattens it out, you know? It's like... And what happens? It drives the mental state into trying to control and manage. And then it runs into its biggest, biggest delusion. It assumes it has power when it doesn't have any. You really think you can convince someone to do what you want them to do. How well has that (laughs) gone? How how lovely was the relationship that that was the premier movement? I'm going to make you be exactly the way I want you to be. Good luck <laughs> Most people are going to revolt, yeah they don 't buy that, yeah yet that delusion is very persistent. We assume we assume power we don't have that's what triggers all the managing and the controlling. We actually think we can change things, and maybe every once in a while it looks like we did. But when we really need to change something, it never seems to fucking budge. Yeah? How, many, how many slogans have you read and you've memorized, yet when you exactly needed them, at the most appropriate moment, they were nowhere to be found? you got to go home after the fact. Oh, yes, this is what I should have done, but it's too late. Yeah? You want something that is where the rubber meets the road, and that's you you, exactly as you are because you're not that in recovery terms they have a statement I think this is in the book because this is the tribe I'm in and uh, let's <laughs> go over it quite a lot it sinks in for me so that's the point you know? I'm thoroughly convinced so I'm not trying to convince anyone else I'm just putting it out there but they say in the book, I think, we're not people with problems, we are the problem. Okay, so if you are the problem, then the problem would be a hopeless state of mind and body. That's what they say, alcoholism is. Yeah? But they don't say that. They say it's a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And if you don't know the word seemingly, look it up. And it means it appears to be true or false to you. Okay? So nothing here has any meaning other than the meaning you give it. That's a fact. Nothing here has any meaning. If you look into Buddhism, they have a term called emptiness. Everything is inherently empty. What it means, in a way, is that it's empty of meaning. It doesn't have an existence in and of itself. It's manufactured like a dream. Yes? So we are the dreamers of the dream. And we're giving the meaning to the dream we're dreaming. Yes? That's what's going on. So this this idea, it says in the foreword of the big book, it says, we are a hundred men and women, and this is a talking about getting out of alcoholism and drug addiction. So we are a hundred men and women who have recovered, it doesn't say we're recovering or we hope to recover, it says who have recovered, in other words, it's a past state. So in other words, the activity of the disease has been put to rest, in a sense, yep, a day at a time, not forever, but for a day. Okay. So you and I, we are, we are 100 men who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That's the only hopeless state of mind and body we can recover from, a seemingly one. Because it's based on who's under the mind and body condition. That's making it so. Yes? So, in one state, it's a hopeless state of mind and body. When you get the news of recovery, it becomes a seamless, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, which is hugely different. Because now there's some hope, yeah? Now there's a possibility where there wasn't one anymore. And when you don't think there's any possibility, you're going to keep getting high. You are. You're going to be in what, in alcoholism, the reverse or negative idea of surrender is fuck it. You're going to be in fuck it. Your head will lead you to the point and just say fuck it, and it's going to provide an opportunity to get high. He says, well, let's just get loaded or sleep with your best friend's wife or do something else, you know. That's going to cause a huge uproar. You know? So the fuck it is like surrender to the alcoholism. You know? And it's quite easy when it's a hopeless state of and body, because if it's hopeless, I'm going to get high. As long as I can until I end up at another institution, another jail, and another death, really. That was basically the state I was in. But it says, and this is why it's beautiful that we are the problem, and therefore we're not the problem. This is so beautiful if you look at it from the identification point of view. Yes? So when you're identified as a self, you are the problem for all intents and purposes, seemingly. Yeah? Yet, if you're not identified as the self, you're not the problem, positively. See? So the solution is right where you are the problem, and because you're not that, you are the solution. Hallelujah. Yes? So the problem's biggest manifestation is it assumes it has power. Self assumes it has power it doesn't have. So they talk about it as the dilemma of powerlessness. The dilemma isn't about powerlessness, it's that powerlessness is the dilemma when you're exerting power you don't have. <laughs> because you're going to be very frustrated. things aren't going to go your way. In other words, reality doesn't give a shit about your opinion and things. It doesn't. It just does what it does. And if you argue with it, you're going to lose, you know, because it doesn't give a shit, really. So, but here, I keep trying to manage and control because there's an assumption of power, yeah? And when you realize that, then there is no dilemma about powerlessness because you're not exerting power anymore. And what happens, your experience is of power now. Yeah? Your experience is of power. When you have no power and you try to exert power through managing and control, what you experience are the effects of powerlessness. You get frustrated, you get discouraged, you get cynical, you get resentful, you get all these different mental experiences all based out of this one petri dish of assuming you have power when you don't. The solution is an admittance of powerlessness, then you have power, and your experiences verify that. You are now connected to a source of power that is what? One requirement, greater than self. Yeah? Not greater than you, you are that power. But greater than self, and that the self is what's spinning a story at your self. This power is greater than that, and the only thing I recognize power respects is other power. Yeah, And so self only respects a power greater than it, and that's where the freedom from self occurs. Not through the mind that's subjugated to selfing, but from the subjugation of selfing, by recognizing your mind. So it's not self trying to get out of self. That won't work. It's mind recognizing it isn't a self. That works. Yeah? Now it's powerful, and that power reigns over the self instead of the self reigning over you in that weakened position of being identified as a body. Yes? The Course explains it beautifully, describes everyone's day perfectly, says you and I are the dreamer of the dream, We forgot that we're the dreamer of the dream. And how do we forget that we're the dreamer of the dream? I add to it that we remember we're a self. That is the act of denial of what we are, is the act act of affirmation of what we're not. That's what's going on. Yes? We're in an active state of denying what we are. So we forget what we are, and in that forgetful state, We give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us as a thing. Voila. Explains every Saturday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Friday, every Monday, every holiday, every leap year. It's a perfect template to put over your whole life. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We're in the state of forgetfulness of that. We're taking ourselves to be a dreamt object, a dreamt object. Not a dreaming object, a dreamt object, and in that dreamt objectness, yes, mind is now giving everything the meaning it has through the meaning of this. Yeah. So things become supreme; no thing be, gets relegated into nothing. Yes. Well, we. This is our language. Solidness, authenticity, realness is this. Yeah. This is all airy fairy. When all of this, all of what's appearing is appearing in that, that space. Look at this room. This wall, if you took down this wall, would you have to get a size of space, this exact size with the right cutout right here, to place it really fast? Because if you didn't, the void would appear. You know what I mean? i got to slip space right in there, because the wall goes down. No, the wall is appearing in space, it's, it's not pushing space away. It's appearing in space, yes? I'm. What's the difference between this wall and this? Sentience, that's it, really. This is appearing in space. It's not taking up space. It's like, this is me, and then this is space. There is no me. It's just space, and this is appearing in it. Yeah? When this disappears, where do you think you go? Nowhere. You appeared out of space, you'll disappear into space. The in and out is like the tide of manifestation. Manifest in, out, breath out, in, same thing. In space, out of space, in space, out of space. Appearing, disappearing, appearing, disappearing. So much of what's in front of us is appearing and disappearing, but we don't get that we're appearing and disappearing. We think somehow this body represents a soul, or this authentic thing, that's going to fly into another body, but have the same feeling of Paul. <laughs> somehow, it's like I got a new phone, and I, all my information from the old phone is going to migrate. Have you ever tried that? you ever try to put Apple stuff into an Android? It's hard to do. Yeah? Oh, it's all going to Mike, and I'm going to deeply in that woman's body, feel like Paul. I'll be Paul in there. No, it doesn't happen. Yes? There is no long-lasting solidity. You are in thing and of thing, as a thing. You're going to disappear. The voice back that's talking about your life as if it's an observer is going to die with the body. There's not going to be one your head's not going to tell you you've died. You're going to die. Everyone around you will experience your death. You won't. You'll be dead. The whole voice box will stop. There won't be like this non-body thing talking. Oh, Paul, you've died. No, don't it. will be done. It shuts down with the body. It's not exempt from the body limitations. It's a thingness. It comes and goes. It just has a story it doesn't. It has no relevance whatsoever. It's just an assumption. It shuts off the voice box. Is attached to the body. Body shuts down. There's no. There's no last. Last. Di- there's no word after dying. There's the last dot di- before dying. Yeah. I really blew it. Oh no. Can you imagine if that's the last you believe every word that's ever happened in your head, and it has you gives you the last stick at the end. You really blew it. Boom. <laughs> oh, What oh, right a wait, what a note to go off on. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, what a damper it puts on the whole event. I really blew it. I have no more time to make up for it. Oh. I'm going to hell definitely. <laughs> I hate to tell you, you were in hell the whole time. There is no hell you're going to. The fear of hell was the hell you were in. <laughs> what? Oh yes. Those urges to wear shorts all day were because of the heat. Hell. You were in hell. But I had such a nice view. I know. We may have been a d- degree cooler than the rest of hell, but you're still in hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious, really, how we exempt ourselves. Oh, I know you're all fucked, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fucked. I know it's going to be great for me someday. Yes. You, I don't know. I've you know, got doubts, but me, no. Why? Because it's me. I'm special. Yeah. Does it, I know no one's recognizing you, but one day they will. I'll find that special someone who's as stupid as I am, and I'll say, "Oh, Paul, oh, you're so..." Oh, thank you. I've waited eighty years. I'm a little decrepit now, but it's still worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Oh, I just wanted to be anointed by someone else's approval. That made it. And then you're looking in the senior sitting home at other babes, you know, oh, Jesus it's on and on, continuing on and on. <laughs> yeah, it never ends. And there's Jesus Christ. See the diagnosis. See like in recovery. They my mistake <laughs> no no. They have a they basically in one statement they say what the root of the problem is from our big book. And this was all through I believe the big book was a revelation, really. It was a download through this guy named Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson had a difficult time trying to live up to it, really, as an action figure. Very difficult time. But the download wasn't about him. It was about others, Yeah, So something needed to come out. It came out through him. And now a problem that had no solution before suddenly had a solution from 1935 on. Pretty amazing event, really. In the story of life really an amazing event because before that people were getting lobotomized and, or they like it would be Uncle Fred in the attic you know you weren't supposed to go up there in the day because he's disturbed whatever and he was just drunk you know you know what I mean people were in jail insane asylum even I read it where we do a talk it's a church and sometimes they have a big bible open They had open to the psalms where they were complaining about winos back then they had nothing They couldn't do anything with them, you know? So, it's been similar to this for years, thousands of years. So, this download happened. So, one of his statements is the root of the problem is self, you know? We're excessively concerned with self. We're, you know, selfish, self-centeredness, and then it there's a fear that comes with it, that was self-seeking and frightened. So, self. If you look at the word "self" in the dictionary, it's interesting. It usually followed by a hyphen, and then they have about 90 attributes. So they have self, and they have some. If you weigh them, about 10% are good and 90% are bad. That's your odds here. Really. <laughs> Your odds aren't good. You know, if self is going to be the dominant manifestation, you've got the short end of the stick, really. Because it says self emulation, self-destruction, self-hate, self-loathing, self-contempt, self you know, all this stuff. And then self-love, maybe, you know. <laughs> so, 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 and, so you see that self manifests in all these ways is how it defeats us. Yeah? So they say, all right, the root of the problem is self. Okay, so everyone mostly takes it as obsession with self, because that's what the mental state's doing. yeah. The mental state is in an obsession with self. It's thinking about it a lot in the past and thinking about it a lot in the future, spending most of the time that you call now in that in that occupation. yes, And it has the power to override all the other states. your physical state, you can be incredible healthy and you're totally crazy, yeah. You've come out of a 12-hour yoga class, you're still insane. Yeah? The mental state will override circumstances, mental, emotional states, easily. The mental state is the dominant one, the dominant influence. Yeah? So what happened with me, certain things occurred and my mind opened up and some information downloaded and I saw it differently. So I saw that it was an obsession with self, that it was identification as a self, and that all the obsession with self was to reinforce the identification. Yeah? In other words, it's a a bonding that can never happen, but it can seem to happen, by a constant application of the glue, which is the the obsession with self. So, the mental state is constantly thinking about you, and it, it keeps constantly pointing that there's a you, and it gets to be sort of a habit. Like, if you see those kids that used to do a book, and they have a single image, and then when you go, it's a whole story. That's what we're like, really, as an action figure. There's all these separate little pictures, and yet, if you you have time, it makes up a story. You say, oh yeah, now I see it. Yeah? Yeah, that's what's going on. So the mental state is obsessing over this idea of being a self to reinforce the identification as. Yes? This is what happened. That was revealed to me, and then I entertained it and I got relief from the obsession itself, which AA would say is the root of the problem. The relief didn't come from the, with the obsession; it came from seeing I wasn't a self. Yeah, because now the obsession wasn't about me, and I lost interest in it. Yeah, when it was thinking that about me, and I was that me, it was thinking about. I was very interested in what it was thinking about me. Yeah. But when it wasn't me, it was boring. So my interest and attention left that dead occupation, and then I found out it started to enrich my life now. Yeah? And it did such a good job that it it replaced the basic state that I usually was in, which was agitated. Yeah? Or irritability, we call it irritability, restlessness, and discontentment. Yes? Which is usually the driving force for seeking. Yeah? That state was the norm, got switched to an ease and comfort. So I'd have spikes of anxiety and feeling this and that, but they would go back down to a stable state state of okayness. Instead of agitation, coming back into agitation, getting reinvigorated and producing more agitation. Yes, which is what happens with the mind. The mind is obsessing over itself, producing tons of anxiety based on what's not happening. So it's agitation, beginning agitation which is causing all the seeking, yes? Like looking ahead an hour from now is a form of seeking. Mm -hmm. You want to see, I'm going to get relief that I'm not getting now. Yeah? Yeah? When I eat that cake or something, whatever it may be. You know, the objects are changeable, but the drive is the same with everybody. And it's coming out of a Petri dish, and I'd say this is the Petri dish. Because I've seen it. Yeah? I've seen it. i seen, I saw the whole beast from head to toe. I've seen it. I've seen what I was looking from before. The assumption that all of that made that I thought I was looking from, I saw that. And by seeing that, the assumption doesn't get completed. Yeah? It's just left in a pause and the pause is what I am. I am that no-thingness of awareness that's surrounding all this stuff that's happening. So I saw all the making of me, but there was no me made. Yeah, And it was obvious. Clear as day, Done, it's no me, me. And I had then a lot of hopes arose that weren't true. I thought it was all gonna stop. Yeah? I thought, oh no, I'll never have another thought again about me. No, it continued on. The same process continued on, but it was sort of like my, my seat in the uh, theater got moved way back. I couldn't even hear the dialogue, almost. I could see the pictures, but I, I, had a, I didn't know what the story was anymore. You know? And then I got moved down to the theater, and I could hear it like muffled. <laughs> so the hearing of it didn't stop, but the listening did. I didn't listen to it anymore, which is different. Listening is like hearing with intent, you know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening because the intent was it was about me, so I was interested in it. Uh, that was blown out of water, so I hear it, yeah? I hear its presentation, and it keeps presenting an Im- uh, an interpretation of this Saturday. It does. Very weak one now, but it's still trying to sell me. It's like, see, it's a great thing. This is what immunity is like. It's like, when I went to Turkey, it was, tr- they're great salesmen people there, yeah? And they see you as tourists, and they have this incredible setup where, and they got a lot of cousins and nephews, and, I mean, it's a huge huge network of how they work it. But they leave, they're taking you on a tour, but they take you to a rug place where they sell rugs. And they do this incredible they sell, they give you Turkish coffee or apple juice, and they bring out the rugs, and they, after they get tied, some other family member, and they twist them, and they're throwing, and it's like incredibly good, and but the thing is, see, they would try to sell me a rug, but I didn't even have a house. <laughs> so I was immune to the sales. Even though I appreciate it, it was beautiful, but I don't have a house. I don't have a floor to put a rug on. So it's like mute. But, oh, well, we'll pack it up. so No, I'm traveling around the world. I'm not going to carry a rug with me. You know what I mean? I can't fit it in my knapsack. No, so I had immunity because I didn't have a ru- floor. This is what it's like. That's the type of immunity that's really valuable. Yeah. There was no point where it could sell its story from. Because its story is selling to all the time, not from anything. It's selling to the mind, and then suddenly you're getting it from, yes? It's selling it to the mind. Without the mind's cooperation, it can never seem to be so, because it isn't so. There isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate figure. There is not a linear action figure. You are not of time. You are not of thing. Yeah, you're in it, but you're not of it. Yes? All it can do is make it seem like you are, but it can't make it you do. All it does is point, and then you fill in the lines, so to speak. Yes? And after a while, you're in the habit of it, and it's like you fell down, and once, one time, you can't get back up. <laughs> you're in, you, now you seem to be in self, and you're looking at it from that point of view. And everything makes sense to you, but it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah? It makes sense to you that everyone should do what you want them to do, but not to anyone else. Yes? And it's fucking frustrating. It's frustrating to be the center of the universe with no power. Yeah? <laughs> So when I saw that, I thought it would be great news. So I rushed back into the tribe of AA, gladly spreading the gospel. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even get my a warm reception in some circles. You know? <laughs> and uh, and I realized, you know, my own experience: people want to want to be free, but on their own terms, which isn't freedom. There's got to be an abandonment. You know, like in recovery we say, you have to <coughs> abandon. It doesn't say you have to abandon you. It says you have to abandon yourself. Yeah. So, abandon that self you take yourself to be. Yeah? Abandon it. Yeah. And the only truly way you can abandon something like that is to see it as not you. Because while you're walking away, it will call you like the sirens of Ulysses. And if you look back, it has you again. Yes? The way you can walk away from something is when you realize it's not has nothing to do with you. That's the freedom. If you're not, you'll be waiting for that to get it, and it's never going to get it. You'll be living, you'll be delaying the freedom so that gets free, and that's never going to get free. If it gets freedom, it'll be used to bond you. That's what it does, I'm telling you. It can't change. It's like a snake. It's going to bite you if you're nice to it or not. That's its nature. A parasitical nature is a parasitical nature. It lives off of you. It doesn't live for you. Yeah. Let's be clear. Tell me how it's been. How's the occupation? I feel like it's it's sort of like what they call a new term in governments. It's called uh, something called authoritarianism, which is... It all looks great unless you tickle the stomach of the beast, you know, and then then they stamp down on you pretty fucking good. As long as you're going along the way they want you to do, it doesn't seem like you're in a prison. But if you step out of line you'll find out you're in a prison, yes? So it's sort of like they call I think it's called inverted authoritarianism. Well that's sort of what selfing is like, yes? It doesn't matter what topic you get introduced to. Yeah, as long as it's allowed to claim it to be mine. But when something like this this message to me is very threatening because it's based on nothing. You're not gonna leave here with anything. You're never not gonna you can't say after fifty talks you've moved to the advanced stage. You're not gonna get like a blue belt and a red belt, yes? Do you know what I mean? You're not gonna get a little you know, little stripes on your your uh, yoga shirt or whatever. Yeah, it's just gonna be you just get nothing over and over and over again until finally you realize that's everything yeah everything yeah. it doesn't even seem to be worthy to be looked at that's what's seen yeah, yeah. and I know now from my own experience you know, I was a very disturbed character quite a lot I swear and uh I've been pretty damn chilled out for 14, 15 years and that's not like me <laughs> something, something is <laughs> the chip's been changed somehow you know, because it's so extreme here how, that, how could that addict ever get here because there wasn't an addict and there isn't here <laughs> all these are just shades of expression The real deal never reveals itself as a thing. It's not one. It's behind the scenes. Seeing constantly. Yeah? No opinion of what's seen or how long it's seen. It doesn't, not moved or affected one bit. It's just always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary except the ones you put on it. Yeah? Why delay? feel now there's a pause in the room just rest there that's our original face like they say in Zen your original face isn't a face yeah. <laughs> you mean in a sense there's an awareness of what you are in pause that's what we are we're that pregnant pause eternally full of possibilities yet inherently empty it's incredible incredible And it's nice when it bleeds through a Saturday, you know. It wouldn't be what it is if it didn't, if it didn't show, if it showed up. It's already here. Every day that passes, it never passes on that. Yeah, it passes in front of that. Yeah, yeah. Notice it. How many things have you seen today? Maybe tons of things, all different, but the seeing's been the same. Your mental state will, it says it, it, it affirms that there's a you, but that's a story. All it affirms is there's seeing. And seeing doesn't begin or end when something appears. It's seeing when nothing's appearing. When you close your eyes, there's still seeing going on. You can feel it on your eyelids, can't you? Does it get dark in here when you close your eyes? No, it's it's a lot of light, eh? (laughs) It's just waiting to get out so it can see itself. (laughs) as (laughs) things. You're the living projector of the movie, and you think you're like a stagnant little stale action figure. (laughs) You're the projecting of the movie right now. (laughs) You're not even that. You're the light of the movie that's being projected. Yeah. You are the differentiated light, and then the multiplicity of differentiated light. Ha <laughs> ha You're both and neither. It's so incredible. Yeah. I think I've had enough. Maybe. If you didn't think you didn't get long enough, you should have been in the backyard. I'm going that. <laughs> I think I'm going to add up the one I did in the yard, because I didn't do it anyway. And now, and that makes an hour and a half. All right. <laughs> I lived up to my contract. <laughs> I you know, it gets to a point where you're beating a dead horse. If you put, throw another log on, you miss the experience of the fire, yeah? Let it burn. You don't need anything yet. It's, this is an imitation, not a dissertation. It's meant to trigger something. <sighs> the ember is already there all it needs is a little prodding and it will fire up Yes, you don't need a huge amount of it that would be the lack of faith in mind Yeah, you would have faith in time if you think more is the way to go but I have faith in mind which is timeless all it needs is the invitation it will do the rest it's entertaining already just allow it to entertain you can feel it in the room this is the this is the smell of mind entertaining itself, really. All right, so we'll end today. A oh, lot of questions. Sorry, questions. Yes. Any questions today? Yes. All the nowhere um, understanding is also now here. So, letting the path through both of them, or... Well, there's the understanding is like the view, and then there's the vision. Yes? The view is a, 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 like a representation of the vision, but it's not the vision. The vision doesn't need any view, but there's no view without vision. So, there's no understanding without, without seeing, but there's plenty of seeing without understanding. So, the idea of now here? It was an idea. Same letters, bad yeah. versus nowhere, are really the same? Yeah, that's just, all, that's just all something's going on. I'm saying a view is sort of like an understanding. Like there's a view called non-duality. Yes? Mm-hmm. It's basically an understanding that you attempt to apply to duality. So it's a negation of duality with the hopes that there'll be something left when duality is negated and maybe you hope it's oneness or whatever. That's a view. Yeah? So the view is used and becomes primary until the vision dominates. When the vision starts dominating, which is the seeing itself, that's where your mind's resting on now or as, Yeah. then the view, though on it, is not necessary. There's no need for an understanding except an explanation of things. Yeah there's no need for an understanding. You're not holding life to an understanding. You're seeing life from a vision. Yes? You're not framing a life by a formatted formatted understanding to try to make sense of it. You're seeing it. And the seeing is the make, is the making of all the sense. There's no sense in what's going on. It's the seeing. That's the making of the sense. Yeah. That's different. So the view very helpful but a lot of people get stuck in the view they just they have a mental understanding and maybe a little bit has trickled down into the gut but it usually doesn't hold water when the shit hits the fan it's just an understanding yes it can't withstand a good mental emotional storm usually when they're combined when you really feel shitty and you're thinking about how shitty you are it's a pretty good storm yeah using this won't it won't withstand that most of the time but a vision will see through it the storm, yes? It will see through it. The storm will happen, but there will be a seeing through it, vision. Understanding is like a boat you want to carry yourself over to the other side. The seeing is the other side. Yes? Yeah. Seeing becomes a lot more reliable. Though an understanding can be reliable, reliable in time, but the greatest reliability is found in timelessness, not in time there'll be times where the understanding won't be brought up. But what's timeless is always available. Yes? yes? You're not needed to conjure it up. It's actually the relinquishment of you that makes it so obviously there. Because it is obviously there. Yes? It's different. Different feeling. It's a very relaxed traveling. This isn't like vigilance, concentration. I have no problem with you think that's great vigilance concentration it's more an opening a relaxation yes no Rigid vigilance, watching over the state, and making sure there's enough armaments to keep defending the state. It's sort of like free range, like I'm a, like a free range alcohol. I, I honor the coop, but I don't have to live in the coop anymore. I'm running around, having a life, and everything like that. It's much free, more freeing, yeah, because you are, in a sense, the living understanding. You don't have one anymore. The understandings are like pale reflections of writings of the vision. They're meant to sort of become like say substitutes while there's confusion about who's seeing. Yeah? When the confusion gets settled, the understanding is honored, but it's not the platform you're seeing from. You're seeing from seeing vision. Yes, not an understanding. That's my own experience with it. so It's not written in stone. That's just how I see it. So in Buddhism, some Buddhism, may talk about view and vision. And that's how it, it seems to me. Is view and vision. So the, We've gotten interest, introduced to some, what some people call the right view. Some people would deem non-duality is the right view. That there is no someone. There's no two things. There's not a subject object. There's only subjectivity. Yeah, that's the view of non-duality, basically. Yeah? There is no two-ness, and therefore there is actually no oneness. Sometimes they don't go there, but obviously there's only oneness with twoness. <laughs> there is no oneness. If there's no two-ness, there's nothing, which is everything. There's not oneness. That would still be something. Yeah? Yeah. So, non-duality is a view that helps people a lot if they're open to it, it will correct the distorted glasses of self-centeredness. So you put like a monofocal instead of a bifocal, gives you a different view. Yeah, all right. There's no two things, there's no things at all. Okay, but that's not vision still. See? It's the introduction so that because we don't want to make that leap maybe, because we can't we just can't believe it's so. So the understanding starts breaking idea up about being a self and we open up to the possibility and suddenly it becomes the fact. It becomes factual. And so now you're seeing, you know, like spontaneously, immediate open lens just on this, you know, and it's like on this, on this. There's no need for understanding then. That. <laughs> That's it. That's where you put the ball down, as our friend says, and that's grace does the rest. You've gone as far as you can go, back to what's seen, and you're never going to see that, so you put the ball down, and then grace will take you wherever it wants to take you. Yeah? What is all the way anyway? So that's... Completeness is just an idea, though. So now you're... Now you're resting... And it, you want to call it in a state of being instead of a mental state. And the state of being's baseline is is ease, is relaxation and peace and serenity, not agitation and seeking and achievement. It's just got a whole different modality, which isn't held up by time and thingness. It's it, it's not centered in self. In centeredness, there's no self. There's no idea of a special location. That's why it's always available at all times, right where you are, because it's not in a special location you could be far from, nor a special location you can get close to. Yeah? You are totally irrelevant. That's why it works. Because if you're relevant, it has to be less relevant to you, for you to understand it. That's not it. This is an abandonment of the old ideas, not getting a new old idea. <laughs> the abandonment of it. You get Your debt gets reshuffled. What you thought was the ace may have been a deuce the whole time. Things look different. Yeah. And you get used to the game after a while. You may feel strange for a while in the physicality and stuff things seem very weird you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? but that's not it that's just what that's the revision the body is going through it has to get revised to, to play the new format it's like moving from VHS to DVD yeah? <laughs> you can't put one of those cassettes in a DVD player you gotta get a whole new machine well we're not getting a new machine but it's gotta get refined to play the new HD you know? High (laughs) depth. Your old camera won't be able to take it. Too much light. (laughs) It'll blow the fucking fuse. I'm serious. You know Kundalini? Kundalini kills people. People who have their whole life are seeking a Kundalini event. You better be fucking ready for it. And you can't be. It can kill you. It will stress the organs of the body out. The light is so strong, the energy, it can press the kidneys, the heart, especially the heart and the respiratory system. It can fucking produce the sense of dying quite a lot for a long time. Like you're on the verge of passing away. It's not a blissful, it's not always a blissful state. You know? It can be very volatile for the other states as they're getting rearranged. Yeah? It's like the ho- it's like the horse finally showed up and the cart gets behind finally. Yes? It lines up in the right appropriate thing and some revision has to occur. You know, the cart has all the emblem on and I'm me, I'm the driving force. Those got to be removed. All those decals get to be removed. Now it's a cart and there's the horse. Yeah? It's, the, it's it. It's the driving force. Not you. So you may come under revision, like rewiring almost, yeah. And it could feel weird in the in the uh, the uh, translation of it. You may feel a little discomforted. You may not feel all of you anymore. You'll maybe shook up for a while. It's like it's like a maiden voyage. A lot of the kinks. As long as you don't die, it's going to get really great. <laughs> Just don't act out and don't die and it's going to get great. It will. All right, well, we'll get together hopefully tomorrow. We don't have another one tonight, do we? (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) It's nice to explore, though, isn't it? Yes? Letting entertaining ideas go and watch. They don't just... They're not like... Uh, annuals or perennials. They're all the time. They're budding all the time. New possibilities we get from the other possibilities. Now like a firework display. Instead of the same old, same old shit we're following. Oh, I will be okay. I hope it gets better. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I will be okay. Don't bother my unokayness. I will be okay later. Okay, you can have it all you want. <laughs> Seriously, you want to have unokayness? Go ahead. I, I I can handle it because I know I will be okay <laughs> later. Later is much more important than how I'm feeling now. What? How insane is that? How could that? How could how I am later be more important than how you are now? That's insane, isn't it? Just look at it. Like, I always tell a story. An alien alien planet gives this, uh, one of its scientists, ten ten tons of money for a 10-year research of another planet. So they, it flies onto the Earth, comes to the Earth, checks it out, hears about, let's say, America, and then takes off in five minutes. Goes back to its home planet. You had a 10-year... Uh, funding for a giant research project hey, I landed there I found out the society puts profit over health for its citizens, but I don't need to know anything more everything else after that's insane you know if we're in a society and profit is over the health of the people in it, it's an insane society you know, I don't give a shit what happens after that this is the exact same thing with selfing you see, in one second you can see its whole theme you want to live under that tune? Because it's going to be like that over and over again. It'll change the objects, but it'll be the same tune. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll Something that you want will, will be, be withheld to you, and you'll have to fulfill a few requirements that will be very whimsical in nature, because they'll add more hoops when it wants to. You'll never finish the race, And when you do, it won't translate into what you thought it was going to translate to. You will try to do and have yourself into a a state of being and all you'll end up is another mental state. It's slavery, in a way. And we're the slave master. No one's doing it to us. We're in cahoots with it all. The mind is asleep. It's taken itself to be the, di- the diagram and the d- dimensions of the small camera and it's, and it's relinquishing its huge cameranness. Yes? It hasn't been ripped away from it. It's gladly doing it for some crazy reason. And for some of us, it ran its course and we don't want to live like that anymore. And mind's intention changed and so it was. So it is. The grace was always available, but the mind was ready to receive it. Who's going to pour water into a closed cup? It'll be seemingly wasted. Realize what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. End the story. Try to find out what you are, you will continue realizing what you're not. As that. Realize what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. Keep trying to find out what you are. You'll just keep realizing what you're not as what you are. It's not it. It won't ever be it. It's not it today, and it will not be tomorrow. No matter how much you improve, it's still not going to work. Give it up, if you like. And the way you give it up, you don't have to put it down. You realize you never were holding it to begin with. See? It's prior. The solution is prior to the problem, not after the problem. You were never a self, so there's no need to get out of it. you just got to relinquish the idea that you're in it. Yeah. Then all the drive to get out of it will make no sense to you at all, because you'll be out of it by realizing you were never in it. You're never going to get out of it by trying to get out of it. You get out of it, quote-unquote, by realizing you were never in it. That's how it works for me. That's how it works for me right now. Hasn't... Once it started working for me that way, it's never stopped working for me that way. That's how it works for me. Mm-hmm. Constant recognizing what I'm not, and in that, I see what I am by recognizing what I'm not. Is yeah. there a step beyond being in recovery to...
1: Yeah, freedom. It's
0: freedom. Yes. So then, you let go of being in recovery. You let go of being in recovery, but you're probably... I'm still in recovery. That's, but you can let go of being in recovery for sure when you let go of something it doesn't mean you leave it you actually become a greater participant in it by letting go of it yeah, you're truly used then because you're not trying to use it now you're in the position of being used and it gladly will use you, the grace that is dear, for especially alcoholics, you will be used in the dispersion and the distribution of that grace For sure. There's plenty of water and a lot of gardens to irrigate. And if you're the hose, the water will come through you. Yeah? If you're a hose that's trying to suck up the water, not so much. But if that's when you truly outgrow AA, and you're in AA. Yeah? Outgrowing something doesn't mean you leave it. Outgrowing something means you really are grateful for it. Like I had this thing once I went away for months and I didn't hadn't gone to meetings in a while came home and if you don't know what I mean you can ask me later and some guy asked me to be his sponsor, which means to help him go do the steps of AA, the twelve steps of recovery. And I went to, and I didn't say yes or no. I went back and I saw my girlfriend. I said, "I don't think I can be sponsor him. I never think about alcohol or drugs. How can I be of help?" And he says, "That's the fucking solution. The problem doesn't exist for you. That's the most attractive thing. You're not fighting anyone or anything anymore. That's what's on offer." Exactly. So freedom from the need to be in recovery is the greatest gift of recovery. Yeah? Yeah, I just, I go to meetings, man, I always feel a presence there. Just like a presence in these satsas, I feel there. It doesn't matter if every person's an asshole, when we're together, a sweet bouquet is produced. We call it a loving God expressing itself through our group conscience, just like Sat saying, "I feel that at AA meetings, and it has nothing to do with the participants in the room, it doesn't. Walk in, it's like the batting averages are like a thousand every time. Walk in, I tell it's like an oasis. It's like a manipulated pause during the day. I just stopped in for an hour, just chill out." put my attention on everyone else, listen to what they have to say, learn a lot, because I learned that I don't want what they have quite a lot, and I know where it's coming from, and I don't. I have no interest in there anymore, so I'm free from that. So I get to see what's going on, feel great, get used, so when they ask me for my number, I get to talk to them, maybe I share, da, 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 tell them about Zen Bitch Slap, and I never hear from them again, and, and, and you know, do my thing, and, you know, and I feel really uh, much more well, uh, well-rounded just by my attendance. Because service, for some of us, is a lifeblood. Some of us, it's almost a prerequisite to be here. We must be of service. It's essential. And especially the sick alcoholic has definitely has to do service because it's an easy way to get a sense of being out of oneself, yeah? By serving other people. Well... My experience with this is after doing service for a long time, I'd always feel better, especially when I did these things where you visited places where people can't come out. I'd always, no matter what story I had going, no matter how I felt emotionally or physically or like circumstantially, I'd it would be forgotten in about 10 minutes, you know. I just would feel the suffering of the people and then the joy of the possibility of relief and just be really stoked, you know. So after a while, this would be, I saw, looking at it, that this was the format. I was up the ass of self, let's say, somewhat obsessed, somehow unavailable, and I'd do the service, and I would feel available, and and I would describe it as feeling bigger than myself, a larger and stuff. That's just the sense of availability you're picking up, right? And then in the availability, I would sense a presence. I would call it, like, God or spirit, yeah? And I'd sense it, like... Uh, palatable, but then in the habit, I go back up uh, up the ass of self, thinking I was the one who did the service and all like this. But one time I did it, and then I realized, you know, the availability and the presence. I realized I'm the presence, yeah, not the one experiencing the presence. I am the exp- the presence, and therefore I'm available, because what is presence but availability? It's now, and. In that availability, I am of service. So the idea of service as being a linear little track to get out of self was now a very circular state that I'm of. Yeah? Because I'm always present and I'm available. It's just so beautiful, man. Yeah? So now I do service, but I'm of service all the time, in a way. As you can see, I get used, and I'm the better for it. And it's been doing it for years. I swear to God, it's unbelievable. We should never have had a... We should never put up the website, because I was happy just speaking in AA. Then suddenly I went out to non-AA groups, and I saw a new illness, spiritual seeking. It was really, an unbelievable one. It was so subtle, but it was real. And you know, like, at a meeting like this, no one's going to come up and do an intervention on you. Like, oh, put that book down. <laughs> Going. You've had enough sunset. Come on. Go, go, not No, no, she's all right. Come on. You know, there's no interventions or anything like that. There's no like 28 day retreats for spiritual seeking. There's a lot for it, but not from it, you know? So it's like a disease, but it's a disease. I could sense it. like strongly, really strongly. And I'd start joking about it at groups. They'd be, they'd, I'd say, man, I'm allergic to spiritual seeking, you know, and I could feel it in the room. And then I'd go on it, and then the guy would come in the group itself, get up, can you give me an example of spiritual seeking? i said, voila! This! What's happening right now? It's right before your eyes! You're, you've signed up for seven days of this! You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like the fish in the water, not knowing it's in the water. You know what I mean? So I saw that, and then it motivated me to speak, because the first talks was, one of them was right here. I wasn't, didn't have the motivation I usually had in AA. Like the hose wasn't getting, like, the urge wasn't pushing through the hose, the water. Because I didn't see anybody should be in any any pain. They're all fucking doing fine and stuff. And then I realized this guy was going on talking about his understanding. And after the first talk, I said, don't come back for the next talk. I said, why don't you go to a soup kitchen, do some service. It'll be much better for you than another satsang. Yeah? And it was true. I knew it was true. I saw it because the guy was driving himself fucking crazy with all this information. It wasn't doing it was it was doing the exact opposite of what he was hoping it would do. It was, stir, it was stirring up the pot, not calming it down. So then I started seeing it. Jesus, non-duality groups don't have an emphasis on surfing on service usually, nor surfing, which I'm not <laughs> but service. Yeah, they don't have that. That isn't emphasized that much. Service. Yet service is such an important thing for many way, many many minds the way they're formatted. Service is the easiest way to get a sense of being out of self. Yeah. And if you don't have that sense, you have really nothing to entertain. All you have is concepts of what you think out of the self is, and usually they are abiding in self. All those ideas of being out of self are just another extension of quote unquote being in self, but service can take you out of it, yeah, and it's pretty good, it's guaranteed almost it will work most of the time. Not usually if you're doing it with people you know like your family, do it with strangers, and then you see you'll probably feel better, yeah, and then you'll have a sense of it, and then the mind can entertain it yeah you can now you have a flavor of what it's like to be out of self, yeah. It's like the bloodhound has the right scent, and it's, now it's on the trail, and the trail leads to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Not to a new teacher or anything. It's you, you, you're the message. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought uh, if if something's really if something's really heavy on you right now, and you take it to be real, you don't need this message. It's like you if your house is on fire, you need a pail of water. Yeah? If you believe your house is on fire get a pail of water Don't try to put it out with a philosophy it won't work It will just use it as fuel really Just get, recognize levels of mind manif- manifesting none of them they presuppose a self but there's no self in any of them so you don't have to be embarrassed or proud because they're not you They're just recognizing where your mind your mental state seems to be and then respond appropriately you know what I mean? Like when you're hungry, eat. You know what I mean. When you're tired, sleep. Stuff like that. It's just, it's just it's just maintenance, not of what the mind is, but of the other states. Yeah. So, all right, I think I'm done today. Yes. Will you yeah. please let me go? Yeah. I have to ask you permission. Will you please let me go? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Ah. Uh, yeah.